Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Matt. And my name is Casey. Welcome in, everybody. All right. So I feel like I mean, we've been starting with kind of similar news uh, for the last three episodes, but ultimately, news just keeps coming out of pricing of new experiences. And we have to talk about the pricing of the very Merry Christmas party. We have to talk yeah, about this. So, I, oh, my word. So, okay, I posted this up in the Facebook group when it broke a couple of days ago. Boobash broke first. And so for, for those of you who don't know, Disney has replaced their long-running um, parties that they've been having for years, except for last year. Um, they've replaced them. So the the Mickey, Mickey's uh, Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, uh, uh, Very Merry Christmas, um, have have gone away. And Halloween, they've replaced it with the Boo Bash. And then um, Christmas, I think it's like Christmas After Hours or Mickey's Christmas After Hours. But basically, these are events that take place from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So it's four hours. So they've slashed the time. So you can't get in any earlier than 7 p.m. Where before you would be able to get in at like 4 o'clock and stay until about 11 or, or 12. Now it's like four hours you get in, two hours before. So you've got maybe six hours, uh, two of which are while well, still people are still there. Boobash, people were like, oh my goodness, these prices are crazy. Because they were about 20% more or so than what Not So Scary. But holy smokes, man. Mickey's the Merry Christmas After Hours or whatever they're calling it, they range from $169 is the cheapest to $249. And this is not like for a family of four. This is per per person. person. And it doesn't include tax. No, no, it doesn't. $249 a person or $169 ranging there. A family of four, that's $1,000. Yeah, that is a thousand dollars. You could buy, theoretically, you could get like four park hoppers for two people for that amount of money. Four days of visiting theme parks, park hopping, for for just close to about that amount, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, like I I I, I want to see Disney at Christmas, and I'm going to get to see Disney for the first time during the holidays in a couple of months. I'm very excited about that. And, and it just so happens the day that I plan to visit the Magic Kingdom is one of these days. So I've got to be out of there by seven. So don't even start me on the fact that I'm feeling ripped off anyway, because I have to leave by seven. But like, I will not spend 200. I will not spend $169. I mean, we've talked about upcharges on the show before, but holy smokes. But I think that this is, and you've talked about this, that Disney is trying to find the tipping point. Yeah. That what is the price because ultimately i mean this is goes back to the idea of basic economics that supply and demand there is a huge demand to vacation to go do things right now and so that means that they can push the price up and uh, and ultimately i I think 100 this is going to sell out even you think so i think so because this has been the last 10 to 15 years of price hikes on things. Now, I don't think there's ever been something that has been this like, whoa. But- well, that's that's what makes me wonder, because I agree the last it's been more than 10 years. It's just, no. just this Disney. They price hike like crazy regardless. And people pay it. And, and we've talked about that so many times on this pod. But I have not seen the level of pushback 
as I've seen since this was announced. Like, this has caused, like, some whiplash for some people, like, to go, wait, what? Now, there could be a perk here, and, and, and I think the perk could be if they limit the number of people to where it is meaningful and impactful. Here's the thing. You pay $249 for a four-hour event. You expect the ability to go on whatever you want, whenever you want for that whole four hours. Like, there's no wait whatsoever. The last couple of years of the Halloween party, at least, and I think just even some of the Christmas party from what I had read, you know, they were letting a lot of people in and the the value for the money you were paying was getting less and less. So if they're resetting and saying, hey, we're only going to let X number of people in during this time period and they figured out what X is so that you can literally walk on any ride for four hours. OK, maybe there's some value there. I'm not holding my breath that that's what Disney's going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I, I'm I'm skeptical because um, because I, I agree with you. I'm not paying two hundred fifty dollars for four hours because that's what I always look at a Disney vacation as. Like a Disney ticket is expensive, but if you go on a per hour basis, so like if if I'm spending one hundred twenty dollars on a one day ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if I get there at eight and stay there till ten, that's fourteen hours. So really, if you think about it, I'm paying less than ten dollars an hour exactly. for this. Oh, exactly. great! I'm 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 in. You know, I get so much bang for my buck there. Whereas you start to go, okay, if I only get in for four hours, even for six hours, and I'm paying two hundred something, yeah. ew, like. Yeah. And that's and that's on top of I'm probably not just coming in for the like that six hour period. I'm probably there for other stuff as yeah. well. I mean, maybe for the maybe for people who are locals and they're not paying for the hotel, they're not paying for the flight down. The you know there's dessert included, some light refreshments or whatever. And that maybe for locals, the two fifty may not be that hard to swing. But for the family of four who's there on their vacation and they want to rope this into their vacation. Let's say their vacation was a $4,000 investment. My friend Dan's planning on going down in September. He's staying at animal kingdom lodge and he's staying. It's a, it's a, a four night, five day stay family of four, $3,400. That's not bad for animal kingdom lodge that no, not in, at all. In, in four, you know, four park hoppers, all that stuff. But suddenly $3,400. So suddenly you add another thousand dollars and I guarantee you, he wouldn't be able to get that rate in December. There's no way. So I just, I, I don't know. And, and again, we are upcharge. Um, I don't want to say like, like fans, but we, we understand them as business people on this podcast. This one, I'm having a, a difficult time understanding because, you know, they're going to be bringing back annual passes. I've talked about that. I might be getting an annual pass because, you know, I can hop a really cheap flight down and stay in a cheap hotel and, and, and go for a couple days here and there throughout the year to make it worth it. I factored into my thought that if the annual pass comes back and let's say it's $1,500 for the platinum pass, you know, pay that per month. It's a hundred and some dollars a month, right? I've just paid just a little bit more than what a family of four would have to pay for four hours. Like, yeah, that just, it just, the math doesn't add up in my mind, you know? And, and that's what just doesn't, that's what I'm curious to see. Again, I still think it's, it'll sell out, but I am not like 100% confident, you know, you cannot convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. If I were, if news were to break that Disney didn't sell out this, I, I wouldn't it be shocked. You. No, I think this happened a few years ago where they, they inter- I think this was the, was the dessert parties. They introduced the dessert parties several years back, 
and the prices were just astronomical. They were like laughable and they didn't sell. And then Disney kind of did a course correction and the next round, they like decreased them by like half. And then suddenly people bought into them and then they went up a little bit and that's kind of where they found their equilibrium. So I'm wondering, you know, if these don't sell out, Disney might, you know, reverse course and say, oh, maybe we're, you know, we're going to offer a 25% discount to, you know, to kind of entice people. Like I always, I, I thought like the events were even kind of pricey at the $125 mark, you know, so to, to come in at this amount of money, it just seems a little, a little extreme to me. You yeah, know? it'll be interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Speaking of the annual pass, I got, I got to laugh. I got, I saw an advertisement on Facebook um, earlier while I was having lunch and um cedar point so for the cedar points over in um ohio for those of you who don't know what cedar point is it's a local regional theme park it's the largest coaster park in the world if you like and, roller coasters like in all seriousness if you like roller coasters like intense roller coasters you're gonna want to visit cedar point at some point in your life speaking of it though guess how much they're advertising an annual pass for so this is a season pass now of course their seasons are shorter because they run from um may until basically october uh, so about five months. Take a guess how much their season passes. In five hundred dollars? No, that, that's way too high. I'm like two hundred dollars. A hundred bucks. Ninety nine dollars. That's for the gold pass, and then one ninety nine for the platinum pass, which gets you not only into Cedar Point but any Cedar Fair Park. Whoa. I, I, I was like, what a world of difference. But again, it's less than half the time than what a Disney World trip would be. Obviously less demand than what a Disney World trip would be. But I just was like, what a big difference there is, you know? Yeah, I mean, but but again, think about that. So you could, now again, I don't know the ins and outs of this Platinum Pass, but for the Platinum Pass, you could go to Cedar Point every single day. Pro- yep. Like, I'm, I'm assuming there's maybe a couple blackouts. Oh, and that, and that no, 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 the Platinum Pass gets you every single day and, every fast, single day. and fast Passes. So every single day with Fast Passes, you could ride every single ride for five straight months, yep. and that still is less than a four-hour stint at a Disney park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just insane. That's that's bonkers. Okay, so with that said, I want to turn the corner for a second because I know we're ripping on this, and, and it's easy to rip on Disney, and a lot of a lot of podcasts, a lot of bloggers, a lot of places will do that. But I, I told Matt I wanted to start the show today with something that I saw online t- today. I posted in Lou Mangello's group, the WDW Radio Clubhouse group. And it was a post um, by a lady um, whose name is Leslie Means. Leslie, she is the founder of a, a website called Her View from Home. It's about motherhood and, you know, kind of coping being a mother and getting through all that, right? So the reason why I wanted to start this is because she wrote this beautiful little entry. She and her family went to Walt Disney World uh, and got back on August 12th, so just a couple of days ago. And I think despite the fact that we rag on Disney being expensive and sometimes the changes they make, there is a reason why this community of Disney exists and why people go over and over again and are willing to spend the money. And I think she she purposely or perf- perfectly encapsulates all of that with this. So I'm just going to read this real quick. So Leslie means she's the founder of her view from home. So here's what she wrote. My family and I recently visited Disney world. If you've never been to Disney, let me recap it for you. It's hot. It's sticky. It's expensive. It's people. The lines are long and you will question your sanity at least once. It is in a word exhausting, especially with three kids and two almost 40 year old adults. 
is this hard or are we just getting older? My husband asked me after carrying our four-year-old on his back for the 15th time. Both. It's both. And yet, Disney was magical and memorable and the fireworks made me cry twice. And we would do it all over again for those kids. And maybe for us, too. Disney is tricky like that. Overwhelming and wonderful all in one breath. On the flight home, I sat by a woman about 40 years my senior. She was petite and beautiful and perfectly put together. And even though a conversation was the last thing I wanted to do, I joyfully answered her questions. Are you traveling with family? She asked. I am. I told her through exhausted breaths. We're flying back from Disney. Oh, how great, she told me. And then she spent the next several minutes reminiscing about her own adventures to Disney with her kids and her husband and how much she enjoyed it. But that was a long time ago, she added. And then her voice softened. My husband died earlier this year. This is my first flight without him. I'm headed to Chicago to see my kids. I'm so sorry, I told her, wishing I could maneuver my body enough to give her a hug. She nodded her head and quickly changed the subject. She asked me how to get through the airport and how to push back her seat. My husband did all of that for me, she added. We talked about her grandkids and how much she loves her retirement community, and she asked me to point out my family sitting in seats throughout the plane. See that tall guy? Uh, See that tall guy's head in front? That's my husband. He's sitting with our rowdy but adorable four-year-old son, and my daughters are over there. They're 13 and 11. I have a teenager. I can't even believe it, I told her. Then she looked right at me and said, enjoy it. I will, I promised her. And that was it. She opened her book. I popped in my headsets and uh, watched an in-flight movie. When the plane landed, she thanked me for the conversation, and I told her where to go to get her checked baggage, and we went our separate ways. Sitting here now, several days later, I realized I didn't even ask her name, and yet that lovely stranger was one of my most memorable parts of the trip. I think I'll, I think I'll always remember our conversation. Enjoy it. Every exhausting, expensive, sticky, beautiful part of it, I promise I will. I don't know. It choked me up when I read it. And I think anybody who's ever been on a Disney vacation understands every single one of those feelings that she, she, she said there. I've never experienced it with my own kids. I've went with my nieces and nephew or my niece and nephew. You've obviously, um, have you gone with your kids yet? No, I have. You will be. Yeah, I will be. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But I think when you think about it, it is hot. It is sticky. It is expensive. It is tiring. You get angry. You get upset. You have meltdowns. But at the end of it all, you don't, you forget all of that and you come back and you remember it. You remember the moments. I, I, I remember the first time Lily saw, she saw the castle. I remember the first time my mom saw the castle when we took her. You know, those are the things that, that I think why people are willing to pay the money they pay because Disney creates that. Yeah, it, it is, you know, we rag on the pricing, but Disney usually makes it worth your money that, Absolutely. that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to pay a lot, but also you're going to have one heck of an experience that you're going to talk about for years to come. So, you know, it's, it is, it is a lot. And, you know, we talked about it last week when we were talking about the Galactic Star Cruiser, I believe that was last week, yeah, um, it was. where, you know, you, you save up and you do it or you budget in like you're planning on doing. You say, you know what, I'm going to get an annual pass and budget that into my mm-hmm. uh, my monthly budget. And maybe that means you have to give up something that you that you like, but that means you also get to go on a Disney vacation more often. And so mm-hmm. it it's 
it, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm so looking forward to enjoying it with my kids. And I agree with you. I know it's going to be hot. I know there's going to be meltdowns. I know there's going to be times where I'm like, why in the world did I do this? But I, I know it's going to absolutely be worth it. Speaking of giving up something, if you were to give up a Starbucks drink a day, that is $4 a day, you could actually afford an annual pass. Wow. Yeah, is that's crazy. Basically, $4 a day times uh, 30 days times 12 months is $1,440. You could afford an annual pass. Oof. So, yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Yeah, that is. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get to the reason why we're here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the return of the Diz Games challenge uh we have had we've actually taken a break from this for several months the last version of this we had brought someone on oh my goodness i don't even know who it was was it amy i want to say it was amy was our it might have been amy so so that was a while ago she was our Diz games listener challenge and we brought her on i believe you won that one if yeah, i'm not I think, mistaken I think that, yeah so anyway um we are not doing a Diz Games listener challenge today. We're going to go back old school, kicking it old school, and we're going to go to a Diz Games challenge. But we decided to theme it this time. So we're going to call this the Marvel-less Diz Games challenge. The Marvel-less Diz Games challenge because the 10 questions that Matt has prepared and that I have prepared are of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we had some boundaries. Matt, do you want to explain what those were? Yes. Yeah, so it, you, you're, you're making the MCU uh, uh, distinction because, yeah, we're not going off of any comic book knowledge or uh, anything like that, partly because uh, you're not as into the comics. I would consider myself a very vanilla comics person. I've read some, but I do not know as much as, as everyone. And so ultimately that would just be foolishly unfair and one of the things we pride ourselves in our Diz Games yeah. challenges is that we are fair and yep. um and uh uh you know we, we want to give each other a chance we don't just want to ask you know ridiculously hard questions we, we're trying to stump without you know being stupidly unfair. I, I always say that my questions the answers have to the answers have to be of show value. In other words, at the, when you answer your question, there needs to be something to talk about after you answer the question. Well, at least for my questions, that's how I yeah. look at it. I, I went with like how, like just, you know, uh, there, there were some, the one that I saw that I was like, oh my gosh, it was what club was Captain, or was uh, Captain America going to meet Peggy Carter at that she like said to him as he's crashing into the ice. And I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, crap. I got to take that one off my list. No, <laughs> no, no, I don't have that one. No, I, I mean, that's a yeah, great question. It's I a great question. No yeah. I don't know. I, I still think you're going to slaughter me because while I am a Marvel cinematic universe lay person, I am sometimes the little details escape me. So the only hope that I have is that my questions can, can stump you as well. Um, to remind people of the way that we score when it's just the two of us. So we're going to ask a total of 10 questions each, so 20 questions in rounds, and we'll snake when we do this. The first round is worth one point, which means if I ask a question of Matt and Matt gets it wrong, I get the point. I get the one point. If he gets it right, then I don't get a point. So, so in other words, the we score when the other person doesn't answer correctly. So, and then, you know, round two would be two points. Round three would be three points. So the, the further along we go, the harder the questions will presumably get if we ask them in the right order. So, um, okay, Matt, are, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Okay. Do you want to go first or second? Um, it does not matter to me. Do you have a, do you have a, I, I don't, don't think there's necessarily an advantage. Or All right. I'll go ahead and ask you, ask the first question. 
Okay. okay. Here we go. Diz, I'm sorry, the Marvelous Diz Games Challenge 2021 starts now. Matt, this is the first and easy one. This is going to be a gimme. If you don't get this one, I'm going to feel... Oh, no. That's that's honestly more pressure than one I don't know. (laughs) Who is the composer of the Avengers theme song? Oh, gosh. Um, Hans Zimmer... You really don't know this? I have no idea. Oh my god! Okay, I'm gonna try to give you a hint. He also composed Back to the Future. Oh, um... I mean, I'm trying to think of all my... I just, you being the music guy, I thought you would have gotten this one. Yeah, I, I do not know that. Alright, well, I'll give John myself the Williams. point. <laughs> no, it was not John Williams. It was Alan Silvestri. Oh. And he composed not just the Avengers theme song, he's actually composed the majority of the Avengers work, with few exceptions. Okay. So that I'm shocked. I, yeah, no, I, I I actually thought I was gonna I was gonna make that one a little bit harder, thinking, oh, this is too easy for him. Oh my goodness. Okay. That that was uh, for whatever reason I just haven't like gotten into that. I guess. Uh, All right. No like, worries. All right. Well, I, this is my easy one because oh, it's a because okay. it's a fifty fifty chance. Okay. What eye is Nick Fury's eye patch on? Oh God! Why do you got to do this to me? I like these types of questions because you, how many times have you looked at that face? And oh my God! Gonna, right, seriously, question everything about what, what eye, what eye the eye patch is on. I think it's on his right eye. Ooh, it is on his left. Darn it! That, that was my first instinct. I was like, okay, my first instinct is usually wrong. So, well, I, I I now have to look this up because now I'm questioning. Yes, it is on his left eye. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, is he oh, yeah, right? It I'm is like, on his left eye. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. All, All right. right. Go ahead with your number two. Okay. All right. Man, oh man. So at the moment we're tied one one. All right. This well, is not a gl- good start. Glad our easy ones are out of the way. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Um, all right. I think this is another relatively easy one, but you know, again, I maybe should stop qualifying my questions. Yeah, with right. That. How many kids does Hawkeye have? Two. Oh, there's one in the oven. He has three. Well, technically, it's not born yet. So well, it gets born at the end of, uh, um, I believe, at the end of uh, Age of Ultron. It gets born. I, I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of the scene in Endgame. How many were there? I think there's three in Endgame. Really. Hang on. Oh, you know what? I think you're right because she he's with 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 the daughter with the bow, and I think the two of them are running around. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So okay. Three kids. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Man. All right, guys. Uh, we this might be a very high scoring Diz Games challenge. <laughs> is all I gotta say. All right. Let me see if I can find a little bit easier of a one here. What is the first song that we see Peter Quill dancing to in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, I wish I had a camera right now. Uh, um, it's come and get your love. You got it. Yes. There you go. Come and get your love. Darn it. All right. You got it. See, that wasn't too bad. All right. I'll go ahead and go with my number three here. In what Marvel movie did Stan Lee make his final cameo? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I'm, you know what? I am going to say Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. It was actually Captain Marvel. Captain oh, Marvel. Yeah. Really? That? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I believe, he, he was in, obviously, Infinity War. Yeah. And then Mar- Captain Marvel came out after that. And then he was not in Endgame. And, yeah, then, he, yeah. he, and then, obviously, Far From Home. He, um, I think Far From Home, they did, like, I think it was a poster or something with 
Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking about yeah. of like, um, like they tributed him somehow or something like that. So yeah. okay, all right. Well, they did actually. I believe. No, I take that back. They, tri- I think they tributed him in Captain Marvel because I think that the the beginning credit scene is all him. I think. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it, yeah, yeah, it's all it's up to you. You're on number three now. <laughs> okay, um, I guess to go off your previous uh, your two previous questions, Lord, what song does Baby Groot dance to at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy? Is it Uga Chaka? It is not. Oh, darn it. I thought it was Uga Chaka. Uga, Uga. I'm thinking the dancing baby is what I'm thinking of. Yes, it is. <laughs> I want you back by the Jackson 5. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right. All right. Man, where, you are slaughtering Where me. are we on scores? <laughs> uh, so at the moment, you have got six points. You, you are running the, the table with me. I have got four points. So you, you're beating me by two points at the moment. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, let's go with this one. What type of doctor is Doctor Strange? I, I saw that question. I was going to ask that one. He is a, um, well, he's a surgeon. I mean. Do you know what type of surgeon? I believe he's a brain surgeon. Yes. Neurosurgeon. Yeah. So yes. I believe he's a brain surgeon. All right. Yes, so I got that right. one. Yes. Yeah. All right. I actually scored one. Okay. Well, well, you didn't score any, so I actually got points. All right. So my question number four. All right. Which two stars of Contagion? have appeared in MCU movies. One of them has been in many of the movies. The other one made a cameo. I'll give you that hint. Oh, gosh. Um, I've never You're... seen Contagion. Well, so... what are you doing? It's the period of COVID. You should have seen it by now. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Okay, let's let's think here, though. Here, I'll give you a hint. Do you want me to give you a hint? Uh, if you want. Okay, so one of these appears in the Thor movies. The other appears in several MCU movies. Okay. Anthony Hopkins. Okay. And who appears in several MCU movies, but is not like a main character. And... And say this person wasn't a main character. And Paul Rudd. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. You actually were on the right track with Anthony Hopkins. It's actually Matt Damon. Oh. You were in the right scene. So Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. all right. All right. I'll take my four points. I'll take my four points. All right. My number five. All right. This is a um, multiple choice question. Oh. Which of these cities does Peter Parker not visit in Spider-Man Far From Home? Okay. Is it A, Prague, B, Paris, C, London, D, Venice. Okay. Well, I know they visit Venice and London um, because Venice is the scene with the water monster because they're on the canals. And then London is where the final battle happens because that's at the the bridge. Okay. Um, So the question now is... Is it Paris or Prague? Is it Paris or Prague? I don't feel like there's an Eiffel Tower scene there. So I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to go, uh, this is what my gut said at the beginning, because I'm pretty sure Prague is where they all like have the fancy dates. And I don't think it's Paris because there's no Eiffel Tower scene. I could be totally wrong. I'm going to say Paris. You are correct. It is Paris. Nice what? job. Nice all job. Right. All right. Okay. Well, this might, this might be an easy one for you after a question you just asked. All right. What actor plays Loki in a fictional stage play about his life? Ah, okay, yeah. Um, that 
would be Matt Damon. <laughs> you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I guess you should ask this one right now. <laughs> That's good. You maybe should have waited a couple and I would have forgotten. I don't know. Um, All right. So real quick before you go, um, through question five, you currently have six points. I currently have eight points. So um, it's actually not as much of a bloodbath as I thought it was going to be, but we've got halfway to go. So well, because yeah. this is how usually our, our our challenges start, where because the the stuff is low points, you can miss a lot of the early ones and still be okay. Yeah. All right. All right. What's your number six. My number six. What is the name of the kid in Iron Man Three? Do you want a hint? Yeah, that'd be great. It starts with an H. H. Okay. It's an H name. Hector Huey. Mungo. I'll give you another hint. It's not Huey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Howard? It's not Howard. Okay, I think he's, I made a connection with his dad. So is a Harley. Harley! Harley. Yes! Oh, come on, Casey. You should have th- known that. See, I didn't know that when I, I had to look this one up because That's Iron Man one. 3 is my least favorite of the Iron Man movies, so I just don't watch it as much. And... Uh, that really determines my knowledge of like the reason I knew that Guardians of the Galaxy one right off the bat is because I've seen that movie like 50 times because mm-hmm. I love that movie but some of the other ones I'm like eh I've only seen a couple times or even in some cases like I've only seen them once um, so or twice I guess because of our um, uh, Infinity Saga series alright this one's going to be a little bit more difficult and I'm going to give you a range okay. that allows you to use it so alright it's rumored that Tony Stark built 93 versions of the Iron Man suit, but he didn't wear that many throughout the series. According to a Screen Rant article posted in July 2021, how many did he actually wear? I will give this to you within three. Oh, okay. Well, wow, that's very generous. Okay. Uh, so let's start. At the beginning, we've got Iron Man. He wears the first iteration, the Mach 1. Uh, so he escapes the um, uh, uh, cave. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, mm-hmm. esca- escapes the cave in that one. Then he builds another one. That's two. I don't believe he wears any other suits in that movie. So then we go to, um, I believe, two different ones in Iron Man 2. And then he, oh, this is where it gets difficult because in Iron Man 3, he jumps into a lot of suits in that final battle. And I want to say, let's just ballpark it, he goes into four suits. So that's, I'm up to nine. Um, Then he doesn't appear again until 10. Like, so like Infinity War, he's got 10. Endgame, he probably's got another one. That's 11. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with lucky number 13. 13? Unfortunately, you're not within range. It's actually 19. Wow, more than I So thought. you actually were on a good track. So I'm going to briefly go through this. This is yeah. a Screen Rant article. So Iron Man, there was Mark 1. Uh, Iron Man, there was Mark 2. Iron Man, there was Mark 3. Oh, I forgot about 3, man. Iron Man 2, there was Mark 4. Iron Man 2, there was Mark 5. Iron Man 2 and the Avengers, there was Mark 6. The Avengers, there was Mark 7. Iron Man 3, there was Mark 17. There was the Iron Legion armors, which included Mark 33, called the Silver Centurion. Mark 30, 
sorry, Mark uh, 16 called Nightclub, Mark 15 called Shotgun, Mark f uh, 15 called Sneaky. I think I'm reading some of these wrong. There's a Mark 40 in there, sorry. Anyway, Avengers Age of Ultron. There was, um, goodness, I, I, Mark XL III. I don't even know which that one would be at this point. XL L's 50, so 43 maybe. Mark 43, Avengers Age of Ultron. Mark 44, Avengers Age of Ultron. Mark 45, Avengers Age of Ultron. Mark 46, Captain America Civil War. Mark 47, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mark 50, Avengers Infinity War. Oh, God. Uh, Mark... <laughs> LXXXV Avengers Endgame. I don't even know what the one that would be. And then there was um, Pepper Potts Rescue Armor, but that was not one of the ones that oh. you wore. So. But 19, according to that article. Wow. So, okay. Yeah, that's a good so question. I thought so. I thought that, was, I thought that was a fair question. So um, at the end of round six, uh, 12 points for you, 14 points for me. So um, name all of the MC mo MCU movies that Tony Stark makes an appearance in and i'll give you a hint there are 11 of them okay and i'm assuming this includes post-credit scenes yes this could be okay. any scene um including scenes where past film footage is used yes okay oh gosh that that uh that increases it okay well we'll start off easy i'm gonna go with Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. Go figure. Yep. <laughs> let's get and let's get again the easy ones out of the way. Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. You are at seven now. Um, you've got his cameo. Uh, you've got um, Spider-Man um, Homecoming. Yep. He makes an, uh, an appearance in that one. Um, and you've got Captain America Civil War. Yep. So now you're up to nine. And then I know he's the end credit scene in The Incredible Hulk. Yep. So you're ten. So you're missing one. And then this one. Hmm. 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 I think he probably has some kind of footage of him in Spider-Man: Far From Home. You got it. Nicely done. Yes. Yep. He also coincidentally has the most appearances in all MCU out of everybody. That doesn't surprise any character. Me. He has 11. The next closest is 10. Um, yeah, the next closest is 10. So, which we'll get to in a little bit. All right. Oh, dang it. <laughs> You're up. Okay. Um, uh, what is Red Skull's real name? Oh, God. Um, why do I feel like it's Victor? It is not Victor. I will give you that hint. <laughs> okay. Um, oops. And what I will also accept... Um, like either if you get the first name or the last name, one of the like if, if you get one of those. I'll... Yeah, I, I'm not going to get this. I thought it was uh, no, it's no, no. Hugo even plays him. Never mind. <laughs> it's, it's, Hugo. Not Hugo, it's not Hugo. Weaving. He plays the guy at least in the in the in the, in the Captain America. Uh, I don't know. I don't it know. It is Johann Schmidt. Oh, why did I think it was Victor? Johann Schmidt. Did, ha, okay. uh, speaking of which, have you caught uh, the first episode of Marvel What If? I have not yet. I have okay. Not. I will. I will get there, but I have not ha haven't had a chance. So. Okay. Um, I very much enjoyed it. It's a, All right. a a very nice take on things, and so nice. Red Skull was in that. So I was in a Red Skull like mood, like apparently. Okay. All right. Is it? it and, and it's me. It's again, your turn. Right? Yes, we are right. currently uh, nineteen points for you, twenty-one points for me. 
Okay, we're going uh, punch for punch. We're going neck and neck right now, yeah. Uh, what is Carol Danvers' nickname for Monica Rambeau? I'm Lincoln. I don't know. It is Lieutenant Trouble. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. yeah she yeah, calls her yeah. that throughout the film of Lieutenant Trouble. You're right, you're right, you're right. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, you got eight points there. That was good. All right, all right. We're, we're getting to the big guns now. Yes, we are. Okay. Nine MCU movies have gone on to make over a billion dollars in box office sales worldwide. Four of them are the Avengers movies. What are the other five? Okay, so the Avengers movies, just again, to clarify, obviously Avengers, Avengers Age of, Age of Ultron, uh, Infinity War, and Endgame. Those are those four have... Those four we've already taken care of. They're, in, in fact, in terms of Endgame and Infinity War, they were over $2 billion a piece. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that's that. So those are taken care of. But what are the other five MCU movies that have grossed over a billion dollars? Hmm. Okay. Um, let's think here. Um, I'm going to go with, um, Guardians of the Galaxy is one of them. Okay. And by extension, I'm going to say that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, uh, 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 is also in that list. My reasoning of this is that I remember the summer that Guardians of the Galaxy came out and that was like the surprise hit of the summer and people are going to see it twice, three times. I'm, that's kind of my, my assumption there. I think Iron Man 3 is on that list. Okay. I feel like I remember that being a milestone at that early point where it was like the other two I don't think did, but then this one, you know, this was when the MCU was kind of catching fire. Captain America Civil War probably did. Okay. And Black Panther. Okay. Those are, those are my guesses. So I've got, I think, both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, uh, Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther. All right, so that's your final answer. You that's my final in? answer. You actually got three out of the five. Okay. Two okay, out of the I'll five are not correct. So you are wrong about Guardians of the Galaxy oh. Volume 1 and 2. So Volume 1 grossed $772.8 million, and Volume 2 grossed $863.8 million. Shame on them. I know, right? Okay. So, <laughs> but the other three you had right. So, um, gross, the first non Avengers MCU movie to gross over a billion dollars was, in fact, well, I won't say it was the first. Um, I actually take it back. It was not the first. Uh, but it was the one that's grossed the most besides an Avengers movie was Black Panther. And it was $1.34 billion. Iron Man 3, correct, $1.21 billion. Captain America Civil War, $1.15 billion. And then Spider-Man Far From Home, $1.13 really? I think people were, were riding high after Endgame and they were craving some content. Yeah. Yep. And then Captain Marvel, $1.12 billion. Really? And I that... think that had the, the effect of being sandwiched in between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I interesting. thought so too. I thought that was a really interesting one. That was interesting. That's a good question. All right, moving on to question number nine for me. All right. Name the 10 MCU movies that Nick Fury has appeared in. Oh, gosh. All right. Um, so Iron Man. Yep. Avengers. Okay. Captain America Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, oh, gosh, this is much harder. No. <laughs> I actually wrote uh, this one before I wrote the Tony Stark one. Um, 
well, it's not good when I'm only sure on three of them, and I'm starting <laughs> to think for for the seven of them. Um, okay, I know. Wow, you're missing one. a big one. You're missing a big one. Yeah, like, you know, he starred in this movie. Yeah, alongside know, this other person. Yeah, we're we're getting there. Okay. Um, so wait, wait. I, I've said Avengers, Iron Man, and and, and, and Civil and, War, and uh, no Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier. Sorry, yeah. Winter Soldier. Um. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, Cast America, the first Avenger. He was in that one. Uh, he's in that one. And, oh gosh, is he in Civil War? I don't know. Hmm. Um, oh gosh. Um, mm -hmm -hmm. I don't believe he's any of the Thor movies, so I can eliminate those. He's not in Black Panther. Oh gosh. Oh, um, uh, Captain Marvel. There you go. <laughs> so I was like, come on, Matt. Come on. Captain Marvel. All right. All right. All right. We've gotten half now. Uh, let's see here. I don't believe he's in either Guardians of the Galaxy. Unless I'm missing a uh, end credit scene that I'm forgetting about. But I don't believe that I am. Okay. I'm going to go with he's in Age of Ultron. I, I can't recall the scene, but I'm pretty sure he's in Age of Ultron. I have no idea. You did pretty good. You're pretty good. Um, okay, so you give up? Yeah, I give, I give up. I, right. I, I I yield. Iron Man, which you okay. got. Iron Man 2. He's in 2. He oh, is that, in oh, 2. Duh. Yeah, he's got that diner scene. Yep. yep. Thor. Oh, he is in Thor. Probably an end credit scene, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain America. In fact, I think it is um end credit scene because I believe it's, um, well, I don't know. No, I take that back. But he, he is in Thor. Captain America. Okay. Winter Soldier. Yep. Avengers. Yep. Age of Ultron. Yep. You missed two big ones. Infinity War. Oh, see, I remember I think... when he uses the beeper at the end. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's that end and, scene. And in game briefly in the funeral scene. Oh, the funeral scene. Captain Marvel, and then Far From Home. Does he make an appearance in Far From Home? Oh, that's right. The whole like underground thing. Wow. Oof. I think yeah, there's that so was, much that, going. Yeah, that was a rough one. That That's was a, a rough one. one. That was a rough one. All right, it's on you. All right, in Endgame, what right. video game are Thor, Korg, and Meek playing? I saw this one. I saw this one, and I should have. I should have taken note. I believe it's Call of Duty. It is not Call of Duty. It is not Call of Duty. Okay. It is Fortnite. Ah, uh, I did see this one. Did you Google? Um, fun Marvel trivia questions to see if you could find it. I just, I just Googled MCU trivia. Ah, okay. Kinda, you know, I wonder if you and I were pulling from the same pot. So <laughs> I was, I found a list of questions that were like, they were like, um, Loki, easy questions, uh, Tony Stark, medium questions and Ultron hard questions. Or something oh like yeah. That. I, don't, I didn't see that one. Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, your last one. Okay, and I. By the I, way, I, we are we are neck and neck. Thirty six points to you, thirty eight points to me. So I need this. I need you, need you to this. not get this one. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know if I should have saved this one for last, but we'll see. There are two characters with names that Loki mind controls in Avengers. What are the two? Two characters with names. Yeah, because he mind controls mind a bunch controls. of people, but some of them are just mindless people. Like they're just like normal shield people. Loki mind controls in the original Avengers. Original Avengers. Okay. I believe the first one is um, Jane Foster's dad. 
It's not her dad, but I know. I know what the, the, the scientist. The scientist. The scientist. Yes. Okay, the older scientist, scientist yes. guy. The guy who played by who's played by something Skarsgård. Um, that I would be uh, uh, Doctor Selvig. Okay, so, Selvig. Yes. Thank you. So he's one of them. That was the one I thought was gonna stump you. <laughs> oh no no that one that one's clear as day. Um, <laughs> these are actual humans, right? Oh yes yes you you will you will know this character. Is it Agent Coulson? It is not Agent Coulson. Okay, who, who is it? It's Hawkeye. Oh my. <laughs> I feel like an idiot right now. Of course he does. The whole flipping movie he's controlled. I was like, the whole movie he's controlled, except for the end. God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Darn it. Okay, uh, that's okay. I needed that. Yep. So now you've got to get yeah, this I one. I now have to get this one, though. Man, we, we find ourselves in this position a lot. That's why we create such great content. Yeah. Okay. This this one I probably should not have saved to the end, but it's it's definitely an in an ending question. It just I think it's easier than some of the other ones I gave you. Okay. The first seven movies of the MCU: Iron Man, Iron Man Two, uh, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man Three, Avengers, and the Incredible Hulk. In that, not necessarily in that order, but the first seven movies were distributed by three different film distributors. Okay. Who were they? And which films were distributed under each banner? Oh gosh. Okay. Um, well, I know Paramount is one of them. Okay. And I know that Captain America was under Paramount. Now, Marvel is not a... Is Marvel, Marvel Studios is the one who made the movies, but the distributors are the okay, ones who okay, distributed gotcha, the movies uh, to the theater. So, basically, we're talking about that period where Disney bought Marvel Studios, then obviously distribution rights changed. So, what was... So, Paramount is one of them. You were right. So, which movies were distributed under Paramount? And then there's two other distributors out there who distributed um, some of these seven, these seven movies as well. Maybe it helps if you think about the other distributors first. Yeah, I mean, so you got Sony, Paramount. So, who, so who would be? I mean, who would be? I mean, Sony, Columbia. Um, it, it was probably Sony because Sony's the only other one that would like have rights to that kind of stuff. You know what the seven movies are, right? Right, I listed them. Yeah, so it's Iron Iron Man, um, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man Two. Avengers and Iron Man 3. Okay. Um, well, I feel like Disney is probably under there as well. I think Disney took over later in phase one. Okay. That is another um, one of the distributors. You are correct. I will I will say Sony, but I'm not confident in that. I don't think they're... But I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on any of those distributors. So I'll say Sony. Okay. So now do you, you have to list which movies were distributed. Is, is Sony correct? Do it I have the... correct. Okay. Because <laughs> then it doesn't matter at this well, point. Well, that's okay. What do you think was distributed under Paramount? Paramount was Captain America, and um, I'm going to say Iron Man as well was distributed under Paramount. Then Incredible Hulk was Sony. No, not we already determined that was bad. So, But I would have said Incredible Hulk was released under Sony for okay. whatever reason I somehow associate them with that. Um, and then I think Disney took over Iron Man 2, and so I think two Avengers, Iron Man 3 is uh is um would be disney not bad not right but not bad so okay so let's okay. go through this paramount distributed iron man 
Iron Man 2. Oh, Iron Man 2. Thor and Captain America. So wow. they had the, they had those first four. Wow. Walt Disney. So they also, by the way, had the rights to distribute the Avengers and Iron Man 3. But part of the deal of when they bought Marvel Studios, Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures bought the rights to distribute Avengers and Iron Man 3. So Walt Disney uh, Studios Motion Pictures distributed Avengers and Iron Man 3. So that leaves us with The Incredible Hulk, which was distributed by Universal Pictures. Oh. Universal Pictures, yes. Interesting. Isn't that interesting when you think about the dynamics of of Universal and, and, and Disney and everything? Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That was a good question. That's a good I, I thought so. I thought that was a fun one. I and you kind of forget good. that, like, that early. We talked about this in our Infinity Saga series that, like, the Paramount logo comes up. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is that I, you know, we went through all of these, and I remember seeing the Paramount logo, and it almost, it's because the first movie, if you watch it in, in the chronological order, is Captain Marvel. So it is Disney. And then you see, the, like, the next four, well, next three, really, before Incredible Hawk, you see you see the Paramount logo and then you see the Universal logo then you see the Paramount logo then you see the Disney like whoa whoa and then finally it's just Disney at that point but yeah this was a close one I thought you were going to wipe the floor with me although I will say this neither of us did great because because um, I'm not real like, proud of this one. <laughs> no, no. I only answered two questions correctly, and you only answered two questions correctly. And yeah. it, it literally was just based on the placement of where the questions were, which is part of the challenge. Yes. But I, I do think that the questions were fair, though. Like, Mar- this is a huge universe, and it's, it's you know, it's sometimes it's hard to realize that there's just a lot of small key details in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I got to go through and watch them again. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, final score 48 to your 46, only by two points. That's, that's pretty darn close. A very high score. You said a very high scoring affair at the beginning of this and you were correct. (laughs) Yep. yep, It was. So uh, that was fun. That was fun. I liked, I liked doing the themed Marvel. That was good. I agree. Yeah. That was a good time. I'm assuming, I'm assuming we'll probably do a star Wars one at some point in this. I will get wiped before on that one because I'm okay with star Wars, but I'm not great. with. Well, that one's going to be another one. We got to like confine it to like, all right, this is, <laughs> yeah, there's too much out there. So so next week we have got um, coming up the top 10 Disney resorts. So we got a top 10 list coming out. And then the week after that is the mailbag episode. The mailbag episode, so Disney questions, listener questions episode. So if you have questions that you'd like us to ask, start getting them posted up in the Facebook group, on Twitter, um, or through um, Beers and Ears at ni- Beers, Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Let us know and uh, we'll start we'll start compiling those questions and getting some answers and then at some point matt you and i got to sit down and figure out what's coming next because we (laughs) have not done that yet uh (laughs) yeah you know we've been you know it's it's we start recording and all of a sudden it's like oh wow we have like two episodes and then we crazy um i mean we're gonna be planning probably through the end of the year here pretty soon holiday Uh, i would imagine because if you think about it we're gonna be planning the week of the, the i think it's like the 11th or whatever of 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 september all the way through through the end of the year so yeah geez oh pete's yeah where's the believe. time gone yeah. can you believe we're, we're going to be coming up a year and a half now just about we're here yeah 
yeah, on the year and a half of, of doing this. So, and we're, we're showing no sli- signs of slowing down. That's for sure. I was at the Woodfield store yesterday at the Disney store. And one of the cast members, Carrie, who's there, um, tall Carrie, not other Carrie, although ah, yes. other, Carrie, other Carrie listens to our, both, both Carries listen to our podcast. But Shout tall, out to both Carries. Yes. Both Carrie, tall Carrie was there. She goes, Casey, me and my family, we just love your podcast. Don't ever stop doing it. We love this. In fact, I get, she goes, I get upset and sad when I don't have more of your pod to listen to. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm glad that you like it. And I know, and then other Carrie, a smaller Carrie, run Disney Carrie, Carrie she, um, she listens when she's running. And oh. so she enjoys her pods. So shout out to her as well. So um, anyway, how do they get a hold of us if they'd like to get a hold of us? I mentioned one, but what are the yeah. other ways? Email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook group, Beers and Ears Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, at Beers Ears 1928. Absolutely, please send questions to us for the mailbag episode. We really are curious on what questions you have for us. Um, as always, whatever platform you're on, follow, subscribe, whatever that version of that is. And if you're especially on Apple Podcasts, take a moment to rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. Um, it really does help uh, you know, boost up the organic uh, traffic that we can get. Yeah. Real quick before we go, I, I got my 50th anniversary stuff in the mail today. I just ordered it like four oh, days nice. ago. So I got my shirt, which I love. And I got my pen. So this is my shirt. I don't know if you can see oh, that. Oh, nice. It's cool. Beautiful. It's beautiful. But here's the thing. So it went on sale. The pre-merchandise went on sale. I, I want to say it was like Wednesday or Tuesday at like 6 a.m. Thank goodness I ordered when I ordered. I ordered as soon as I saw the email. It was sold out within like an hour. Oh, yeah. sold out within an hour it's gone off of shop disney right now um so yeah um second thing i want to say i know that there's another round of disney store closings coming out here pretty quick so our, our hearts go out to our our cast members who are by the time this episode comes out i would imagine that it will probably have already been announced but um another round of, of of disney store closures so heart goes out to our fellow cast members whatever stores that they're announcing next but it is sad to see see what's yeah. happening so yep all right. Okay. Uh, let's raise our glasses. <laughs> raise our glasses. Uh, <laughs> our my giant two liter of Diet Pepsi that's just sitting here. Uh, and uh, this one has been on us. We'll see you again real soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.